Hey, what's up everyone? And welcome to another edition of our talk show on LMBW, where we interview some of the wonderful people in our community that your children can look up to. Now, our very next guest for today is a great family friend of mine, Pat Tuffer. If you don't already know who Pat Tuffer is, he plays Falani or Falangi on the TV series West Sides, which is basically the sequel to Outrageous Fortune. Now, Pat gets introduced to the show in a very critical time in our New Zealand history, during the Dawn Raids era. His character and his family are from Samoa, and he gets introduced when his family is being kicked out from police during that era. Now, here's a story of what it was like playing Falani and what it was like being part of a successful New Zealand TV show. So I'm sitting here with one of my great friends, Pat Tuffer. And Pat, is it Pat or Patrick? Patrick. Patrick Tuffer. Mum always pulls people up on that, eh? <laughs> interviews or, yeah, even written interviews, they're like, hey, make sure they spell your full name. Like, okay, mum. What about your middle name? You oh, yeah, Faitele. Oh. Oh, it's on my dad's side, yeah, yeah. Patrick okay. Faitele Tuffer. So not the full name. <laughs> not the full name. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, Pat, we'll get right into it. Uh, so you're Samoan, full Samoan. Uh, part Scottish. True. Yeah, yeah, mum's, um, so my nana on mum's side, she's Palangi, that's my Scottish side. And um, yeah, she married a Samoan man, settled down, had four kids. So yeah, mum's Afkasi, but my dad's full Samoan, so yeah, quarter, quarter Scottish. And did they migrate from Samoa or their parents? Yeah, yeah. So um, mum's dad, my papa, they came over in the 50s and... Um, not dad's side though, just dad came over like in the 80s with his some of his siblings, but his parents stayed back in Sa. Ah, mm-hmm. so what, you'd be around third generation somewhere? Yeah, something like that. Something mm-hmm. like that. And what was it like growing up for you and your family here? Because we're about in Auckland, are you guys from? Uh, we mainly stayed in Onehunga, but when I was... Nan and Papa's house was in GI, out east. and um, But mum, we had a house out in Flatbush out of Flatbush, out south, and we were there for a couple of years, so we were all over the show, but mainly Nan's house was in GI, and um, yeah, that was like home. What, what was it like growing up for you, and as Samoan family growing up in those areas? Was it oh, sick, good? yeah, there was heaps of, um, I remember our street being, there was quite a few islanders around there, I think our neighbours were um, Tongans, but um, yeah, I was really young then, because we moved out of Auckland to go up north, to open only for mums, some of mums work when I was only like three, three or four. Oh, yeah. But yeah, our early, my early years was in Auckland. And then we shot off to Opanoni, came back to Auckland, then Rotorua. It was all for mum's work. We just went, yeah. Where's that? Where'd you say? Opanoni's up north, like close to the top of the North Island called the Hokianga, but it's beautiful up there. So like beaches and the, like beach was literally across the road from our house. Hey. Mm. Nah, it's beautiful up there, man. I have to ask you more about that later. Mm. But fast forward those times growing up for you and your family, and then you get to go through primary school and you get to high school. And you decided, was performing arts on your radar during high school? If so, what age and why did you decide to pursue mm. that career? Yes, when we got back to Auckland and we went, me and my older brother, we went to Onehunga High School. But um, nah, performing in drama wasn't really on my radar. It was one of those options you just took with the boys to what was at first just to muck around and then you know we we're jamming in drama um more so the practical side is when when i fell in love with it getting to perform and getting feedback from the class and the teacher and stuff but that's where it started i think i was about 
14 or 15 at high school so yeah year 10 year 11 is when i took up drama and then probably my last two senior years like year 12 13 was when i started taking it seriously ah, mm. so so it was yes yeah, so it wasn't so by chance <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh, after that why did you decide to was it something you'd like oh actually i like doing this still mm. or i'm good at it is that yeah why you decided to pursue it, it was one of the showings in high school i think uh, the script the show is called beer by tor fraser and um, I still remember it was called uh, Smoker Giving Up was the character and I played it and it was uh, the year 12 drama showing and it got like just some laughs from the audience and stuff and that's when I really fell in love with performing and I was like, oh, see what happens if I, you know, actually pursue it and go hundies. Mm. Oh, so you're a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> think, think I am. <laughs> Those ones. Are... Alright, so come, you decided to go through and pursue a career in... Um, drama and performing arts and then you come I think uh, to I know West Side Story or West Side aired in 2015 yep but when did the process audition process or did you even have to get an audition process that they just pick you out of a hat and say we want you how did that process begin for you to get on the TV series um, so just through our agents so through my agent at the time they got the audition for Fulani on West Side and they just send it through like that's their job is to send it through and you know give you your dates just all the um details you need for the day of the audition and i just rocked up but so i rocked up to audition for falani on the wrong day <laughs> oh my gosh i rocked up to the waiting room and i walked in there's all these bailangi boys and i was like oh, it looks like they're all all going for wolfie because in my head i was like there's no way these guys are here for falani and the casting director lady come out and she just laughed eh? she she laughed loud as and she's like you know you're not auditioning till tomorrow eh? And I was just like, Jolo, I've ruined my chances. But man, so grateful that she let me audition on that day anyway. And you know, winter plan. You know, that's such an island thing to do that she was probably like, you know, since you came on the wrong day, (laughs) you're going to get the role of a someone. Tell her, no, this is a part of my, you know, my process for the audition. Just seeing how it goes. Oh, no good, man. So when you got the um, role of, did you know what the role was exactly or did you have a brief description because it's it's something that's quite close to like us and like someone mm. or islanders in general during yeah. that time was it a character you could relate to that yeah. you could portray as well so they send through like a character brief in that when you're auditioning for any show or any character but um i knew the character of falani because i was a big fan of outrageous ah. outrageous fortune so i knew it was dave Fani's character and um, you know, I knew was, West Side was going to be the prequel series, and it's just a younger version of that character. So yeah, I could definitely relate to it in the fact that I was a fan of Outrageous, and like you said, being Samoan, and um, yeah, I think Falani's like the only Samoan character on there. But uh, yeah, certain characteristics I could relate to, like Falani in the first season, especially he's he's hard out, a big fan of kung fu and comics and stuff, and I was definitely like that when I was younger, and being able to relate to that definitely helped. But um, Falani's got some interesting dialogue sometimes. We can just blab on and on about random stuff, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, because um, during that time, I, I recently on Disney, I saw that there was a documentary of um, Bruce Lee, yeah. and he passed away during those times. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I think the movie was called Into the Dragon or mm. something like that. And that was massive. Yeah. So for Islanders in general, yeah. that film would have been massive. So it's so, pretty cool. Yeah, and man. Islanders, like Rambo, Rambo, <laughs> all those uckers. But yeah, Kung Fu. Yeah, we had the we had the um, cassette 
the videos of the Bruce Lee and you line them all up and it's like the photo of him going <laughs> so I think our house got robbed when we were in Otsuroa and like all this important stuff was gone and mum was like she was sad as but me and Lomme we just went where's the Bruce Lee tapes on <laughs> the only thing we care about the Bruce Lee tapes are gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah man oh, that would be worth quite a lot now yeah I don't. so and also when Westside began I I remember that first season because it was something like for those who ha hadn't watched Outrageous Fortune because it was a series based was it in 19 between 1974 and 1984 yep yep yeah. and so there was a lot of um pretty cool stuff in terms of the history that was displayed mm. in in Westside. What was it like reenacting stuff like the, because your character comes in and your family's getting evicted from the mm. house and your parents or something are getting yep. sent back to the islands. Yep. That was known as the Dawn Raids. You also done the protests of the Springbok tour. Mm. What was it like reenacting those parts of New Zealand history? Was it pretty cool to do? Yeah, it was definitely um, pretty cool to be involved in their, their reenactment. But I think, um, you know, away from the character and stuff and just myself being Samoan, it was quite emotional shooting that stuff. Like being in it as the character of Falani, you know, I'm just focused on um, my journey as that character and getting the dialogue across as, as um, well as I can. So when it was those scenes, you know, I just had to focus in. But there were certain scenes where we had to watch, you know, the reenactment of people getting pulled out of the house, dragged out of the house. And there's a shot where I'm sitting in the car with Dave Delatour, who plays Ted West. And um, yeah, I remember prepping for that scene. I got quite emotional, you know, because you block the scene and they rehearse it. But then when we actually shot it, man, I was like watching it, man, you know, because it all just comes full circle and our people really lived it, you know. And it's one thing for it to be a part of West Side Storyline and the script writing is, you know, it's quite neat that it incorporates that history. But man, I, that was a real emotional part for me. and. Um, yeah, I just guess proud to be that Samoan character and represent for our people on screen in a way. But um, yeah, that one was quite emotional. But other ones like the Springbok tour where we got to be a part of the um, protests and stuff. Yeah. That was a big fun action sequence to film. And so I got to like shoulder barge someone. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fun. But yeah, that history they incorporated in the script was, um, yeah, it was really, really something to be a part of. Yeah, because there's that photo of you, I think, on the thing, the, and you're like... The, the gate, on yeah, the yeah. Gate, yeah. <laughs> no, that was fun. I was like, man, close to 100, over 100 extras that day, hey. just to create that atmosphere of what it was like at the, um, I think, in Hamilton, when the Springbok tour was here, and when they decided to protest against it, and yeah, no, that was a fun shooting day, a lot of action stuff. Mm. So, your journey throughout the show, not every, like, what you're saying is pretty cool, but throughout the the journey and through anything it's not all going to be like the happiest place on earth you know mm. you're going to go through some challenges you're going to go through mistakes that you've made what were some challenges or like a key mistake you made and what exactly did you learn from it because failures are always big our biggest teaching so or mm. something that you went through um i'll just say with my experience on west side it was just it was a big learning curve for me i've never been on a set like that and everything was quite new to me and just the the level of just seeing all those cameras and on the actual film set for me was it was quite um confronting at first and a little bit intimidating but um working along certain actors and that really helped yeah. i think the biggest learning thing for me was just preparation especially with dialogue staying on top of your game because you know i definitely had a couple of days on there where 
you know just if you under prepare just by a little bit you can get caught off guard mm. you know you want to be ready to work with directors when you block out a scene you know they might want to um, shoot it a way that you haven't even thought or you didn't see when I learned the lines or rehearsed it and stuff you just got to be on top of your game and ready to um, it's that collaborative environment you know yeah. when you got other actors and the directors and sometimes it's even the DOPs the cameramen you're all working together and you just want to be ready for for whatever comes your way so there was definitely a couple of days on set where like you know I, I would have been struggling with a little bit of the dialogue or even the process for Falani or our crew in that scene and just getting caught off guard but um having that support system like I, I don't have any bad stories of working with certain directors you know they're always real supportive but they, they do have expectations of us you know you, being on the show and us running for that long like five or six years those six seasons so there's that expectation to um, show up and deliver but um, yeah I think the biggest learning thing for me and through mistakes like you said just preparing a eh, staying on top of your game and preparing and sometimes it's not always just learning the dialogue it's knowing your arc throughout the whole season and where the storyline's going but yeah yeah because we i remember we had we've had this conversation before where you could be on set and it might be your day to film or your time to film but that could be delayed hours mm. and so you know that time you have spare where you're just hanging around mm. you have no excuse now no. not to have been a little bit more prepared than you were before right eh? yeah and it just makes that whole process because to be honest everyone's trying to get everything done in one take yeah and you actually get quite proud of things yeah yeah when take. that when that all goes to plan <laughs> mm. um so let's get into some of the the people that um you worked with so you worked with some pretty cool um actors mm. um antonia Preble, um xavier horan mm. and um who was the cop with the mustache he was will my hall, will will hall. hall. Yeah, yeah. um so those guys would have been pretty awesome to work with mm. and you mentioned that they were quite supportive um but i like to flip that who was one of the funniest people to work with oh man on yeah. the show uh, i would have to say like the gang of boys i always film with who's uh jordan mooney reef island and caleb wells you know there's falani wolf eric and sparky we shoot a lot of stuff together because we're wolves the younger gang yeah. and um it's always a good laugh of those guys on set but if there was one actor and character that really made me laugh and i like to the point where i struggled to be on set with them <laughs> was um glenn levy i don't know if you saw his storyline in season one he's um the dojlik he's a dojlik character and oh, just the work he done with not only the accent but he's so animated when he talks and his lines are often he's usually swearing or he's confronting ted west about something and he just brought this energy to set where you can't not um give him your attention you know as an actor and i was just like man he was hilarious to work with man there was one scene in it or uh, in season one where he comes in and i think me and sparky so caleb's character we we try to set his family business on fire or something <laughs> and he comes and confronts us at the west house and he's like growling us off but in the manner he's doing it, man, I just made me laugh because his <laughs> delivery was on point yeah. to the point where we couldn't stop laughing. We got kicked off set. Oh, the true. director was like, you guys need to go and, you know, <laughs> take some get, time gather out. yourself, eh? Because <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing, man. And yeah, Glenn Levy, he's the man. He's the man. So he's like a kung fu artist as well. Like he's... he's like an actual... Yeah, yeah. He practices yeah. kung fu. Not only kung fu, but he's a martial artist. And oh. this is another cool fact about him. Mm. Um now without your career and um being an actor 
Who was someone that you looked up to or people that you looked up to in the industry or family members that helped you pursue this, this passion of yours? Um, yeah, I would say if it wasn't for um, my mum and my older brother, their support system I have at home, then this would be really tough, you know, to pursue. But um, yeah, in terms of people I look up to in our industry, especially in, in Aotearoa, like I'm surrounded with, from the get-go working with a massive theatre company, like our tutors there, uh, we have people like Kura Forrester, Miriam McDowell, uh, Max Palamo, just, they were our tutors at the time, but they were, you know, working actors and you could see their work on screen or in the theatre any given week. And just to be surrounded by that was um, pretty cool coming in at first. So they're definitely people I look up to. And boys, seeing Island Boys on stage for me, I think, you know, in high school, taking up drama was one thing, but to see, go and watch professional theatre shows in town, and to see um, not just Island Boys but brown faces on the on the stage doing their thing, yeah. that just um, let me know when I was young that you know we can do it. You know it's possible, and getting to see them shine on stage was a real booster for me. So yeah, there, there was a show in high school I watched with um, actual Bomanga Siva yeah. and um, Te Kohe and um, Jared Awadi, and the um, the show was called The Brother Size, and seeing the, those boys on stage, uh, they had like amazing American accents on and all this <laughs> stuff like I was like wow that's really cool but that does something to you know a, teena a teenager who's you know aspiring to do that mm. and that um, yeah that was a big inspiration for me yeah because on that as well I, I noticed especially Boa um, he inspired a lot of mm. our people our age yeah and like he was already I think he was like mid-twenties um, and he was working with people in high school in their shows mm. because and that was one of the best things was because we could see him he's already on these big things but he's still willing to come down yeah and work with people at our age that were what 16 17 at the time mm. and so he was a massive inspiration so now it's pretty cool that you yeah you looked up to him mm. um now as we come towards the end of our conversation there's if a if for any parents or out there who want to give their kids advice for people in the industry if a kid a young kid was to come up to you no matter what the age just much younger than us but mm. they come up to you and said um pat i really want to pursue performing arts i would love to be in my own tv series one day what would your piece key piece of advice be um yeah the oh, this is a mean question i think i was thinking about it and my answer to them would be real practical way eh? like mm. and if you're in high school you know give drama go and you know try it out with if you got mates support system always helps but also if you're struggling with the drama that they cheat they teach at ntea level there's you know other options and um other avenues with theater companies they run workshops yeah. for because that's exactly what i've done you know i went and done a workshop with massive theater company while i was still in high school and you just get introduced to um performing arts through just through another lane you know another avenue and that's um, massive theatre's um, perspective on theatre, their style of theatre. And it was just cool to go and experience those different types. So there was massive for me in Tapak Theatre mm -hmm. out in Western Springs. And there's opportunities for, uh, especially teenagers that are in high school, there's workshops you can take in the school holidays. You know, they tailor it for students when they have time off. And um, yeah, that would be my big piece of advice is just go and experience it with other theatre companies and getting an agent is an important one. Yeah. If you wanna, um, you know, jam on a commercial or something, commercials are cool because you know they're usually only one or two day shoots, and you get to really hone in on that dialogue or character 
whatever they want you to play but those auditions are always a good um, opportunity you know to work that muscle but yeah getting an agent quite young helps if it's an avenue you want to take but also you don't need an agent to go sign up to a lot of these workshops yeah. for high school students so that would definitely be my advice also yeah because um other avenues of performing arts um like the massive theater company as well people just think you have to go to school and do drama mm. there and then have to go study at uni which is a great avenue to take as well but they don't really know until later on mm. that these other like i know a lot of people who are excelling in the industry they done nothing they just went and performed at this place yeah they went and you know performed at that place mm. so and because you just went straight into pretty much massive and that helped yeah yeah work. helping so being a part of their ensemble was my last year of high school and straight after you know it's not it's not paid work so you, that hustle was real you know like I was doing odd jobs here and there or there was times when I was working a full-time job just at a warehouse and then I was doing massive theater work in the weekends yeah. and then would meet meet up in the school holidays and have week-long intensives but um yeah now that's it's a solid and you know, viable option for a lot of people yeah. so yeah it's just it all depends on you know how how bad you really want to do it yeah. and that sacrifice yeah have to take some action eh? mm, exactly be about it <laughs> all right so now that's pretty much it so what what are you up to these days yeah um at the moment i'm uh, working on a show called the haka party incident by um katie wolf she wrote it and she's directing us uh yeah pretty big theater piece man and i'm honored to be a part of it it's a part of aotearoa's history that kind of got swept under the rug like a lot of other stuff and now it's you know, through a lot of Katie's research, she's put together a show that's verbatim. It's my first verbatim show where, what, you know... What is, sorry, what is verbatim? Verbatim's when it's um, exactly how it was spoken at the time, whether it's an oh. interview from the 70s or a couple like of a years... Like a Shakespeare play. Like yeah, similar to that. But with this, it's usually... Verbatim's usually through interviews. So, like, real-life interviews of someone and exactly how they're speaking it in the interview, similar to this. And if someone was to put it on stage... We got um we have an earpiece where we can hear them in the headphone and then the mic, so we hear their voice and it kind of sets us up on stage and that's that's what verbatim is and it's my first time getting to do verbatim theatre and um, yeah really enjoying it. And if people want to work with you in the future, um, or people just simply want to talk and ask about your career, mm. how can they get in contact with you? Um, you can put my email in the <laughs> yeah I'll put in, it all in, in the in the caption, but <laughs> yeah. yeah you, Email's good. I'm, I'm on social medias, but, you know, I'm not big on that. I'd rather just, if it's to do with business, then, you yeah, working definitely through email, but anyone can give me a buzz on my social medias if it's just to chat or something, yep. especially about the work, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Thanks for coming in, brother. Appreciate Thanks it, man. Appreciate yeah. it, man. All right. So that is it, guys. That is just a little bit about what Pat was like in the TV show Westside and what it's like being an actor and the advice he could give to younger children. I will link his Instagram handle below, so feel free to get in touch with him, because you never know what you might get. Also, if you're still looking to purchase one of our cool LMBW gutter boards, then just head over to www.littlemanbw.com. If not, we'll see you on the very next episode of Little Man Big World.